Mrs Cambridge took very little time in getting to the task. In her hands she held a plastic carrier bag from a national supermarket in which she had placed the blood-stained clothes she had found this morning. I pulled them out to inspect them using a tool rather than my hands to avoid putting my DNA on them. There was a black shirt and a pair of dress trousers like one might find with a dinner jacket. It was hard to make out but the fabric of the shirt was definitely stained with something. I licked my latex glove covered finger and rubbed at the fabric just a little. It came away with a distinctive pink tinge. It was sufficient to convince me it was blood. I placed the bag on the floor by the front door to collect on our way back out and asked Mrs Cambridge to show us to her grandson. She showed us the stairs down to the cellar and invited us to proceed. I crept down the cellar stairs, not because I was concerned about going into the dark of course, but because I wanted to find Jim asleep or at least catch him by surprise. If he was down there he was being very quiet and all the lights were off. Big Ben waited at the top of the stairs to turn on the lights on my signal. I reached the last step. There was enough light coming from the stairwell to see the basic layout of the room but little more than that. Mrs Cambridge said his coffin, because of course he slept in a coffin, was against the far wall adjacent to the small window that should be letting natural light into the basement. I clicked my fingers and Big Ben hit the switch to bathe the room in light. The room was a gothic temple to all things vampire. Jim clearly had little imagination and an account with Vampires R Us because there were candles, black and red velvet and occult looking silver artifacts adorning every surface. The floor was covered in rugs and furs. There was a large mahogany looking sideboard altar looking thing with dusty tomes arranged. There were also Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics though, so perhaps he wasn't completely committed to the crypt look after all. The coffin was exactly where Mrs Cambridge had said it would be and there was a figure in it. I took all this in during the first second or so, by which time I was moving across the room and Jim was coming awake. Wah! said Jim, his hands gripping over the sides of the coffin and his feet beginning to flail. The coffin was set a couple of feet off the floor on top of a structure sheathed in black velvet. The coffin looked high-end to me, not that I had much experience when it came to coffins, but it was made from a shiny black material and looked expensive. Jim was getting up, which is not what I wanted. I wanted him incapacitated or immobile while I asked him a few questions. I crossed the room in two paces, raising my hands to my sides to show they were empty. Take it easy, big fella. I am a private investigator here at your grandmother's request. I just want to ask you a few questions. You dare to disturb me from my slumber? I'll give him this. He got into character pretty quick. His voice was pitched somewhere between angry and disbelieving. You will perish, foolish mortal. Be gone while you still can. He was half sat in the coffin now, with his hands gripping the sides. What I noticed, though, was that he didn't seem to actually want to get out and deal with me. I crossed my arms and gave him my stoniest look. Jim, tell me, do you really think you are a vampire, or are you just being a twat? Above me I heard Big Ben snigger. Jim was not tall, perhaps five feet eight inches or a little more, hard to tell with him in a coffin. 
He was also skinny, as if the diet of blood was not very filling. I reminded myself that he was potentially guilty of several murders, but it was hard to imagine the brutal murders being carried out by the gimp in front of me. He was wearing black drainpipe jeans, no socks, a black silk shirt open to the waist nearly, heavy eyeliner and black nail varnish on his fingers and toes. He also wore an abundance of silver jewellery. Not exactly Robert Pattinson, are you? I was goading him unnecessarily. I will suck your soul out, he screamed, rising from the coffin. I placed a firm hand on his chest and pushed him back down. He swatted at me and then ducked his head to bite my forearm. I pulled my arm away, no telling what he might actually do, and bites are painful. Behave now, Jim. My name is Demedicus Solomon, he interrupted me, his voice an angry growl.